So hi, one of the good news podcast with Fremont Bike. We're gonna ask them some questions today. I'm gonna start. So what inspired you guys to start the band? And what does the band name mean? Well, I'll take the easy question. What does this band name mean? Uh, Fremont Pike is a road by my house. Um, I drive past it a lot and I said, wouldn't that be neat? Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, That'd here we are now. Now, it, it sounded good. I mean, like Belmont's named after a street. So, you know, there's there's all that. And then um, like a lot of I think we started making bands probably do that, too. Yeah. yeah. Like cities uh, I mean, there's all that. Dude, I was in Florida last summer, and I drove past Ocean Avenue, and I finally got the song. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it, it finally clicked. Um, <clears throat> why, why did we start making music? Uh, we were in the Toledo area when I came down to just hang out for, like, overnight. And we were out at a couple of bars here and there, and we just... I think there was a live band playing at one of the bars that we went to. So we were just goofing off talking about like, Oh, what if we started a band? That would be so cool. And then we Mm -hmm. just started spitballing a bunch of random names that we could name our band and the kind of music that we'd be making and all that. And just how cool it would be to just be that band that some stranger wanders into a bar or whatever and you're just playing and they're like oh yeah you know they sound pretty good just spur of the moment kind of thing it was more so of a (laughs) joke at first and then we started talking about it and one thing like i I think it should be noted that the band the band we saw was like this atrocious cover band and they were doing like some kind of 80s mashup and typical bar band like everyone was being I, I love a good bar band and everyone was being super mean to them. And I think me and Dylan were the only two people that were like actually paying attention and like enjoying the show. Mm-hmm. Cause Dylan got me into like going to shows and everything in the first place. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Hey, we could probably stand up on stage and get called mean names. Oh, <laughs> get eggs don't need a you. stage for that to happen. <laughs> Sounds like the yeah. internet to me. Well, see, that's why it's it's awesome that we started this band during a pandemic because instead of people calling us mean names on stage, they can do it on the internet. Exactly. exactly. Perfect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so congratulations on your newest release, Fremont Pike, 200 follower celebration. <laughs> that's why that's why he shouldn't be in charge of anything. Like, you did that? <laughs> why, why in the fuck? You're like, oh my God, we have 200 followers on Twitter. We're going to name our next EP about it. <laughs> like, Oh, it's... <laughs> um, that's a <laughs> fuck. That's there, there. There's a lot of onions to. There's a lot of layers to peel back on that onion. Um, we we don't. Uh, Dylan, finish your drink. <clears throat> uh, no one listens to us, so we were just stoked that we had two hundred followers. Oh. <laughs> um, no, 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 no. That's not a bad thing. It's not like we haven't played a show. We barely released music. Like we live in different states, so it's hard for us to like. It, it makes sense. Um. But uh, I accidentally went viral uh, on Twitter, and Here he uh, I use that as <laughs> I use that as a platform to get people to follow the band page. Mm-hmm. Uh, fucking so, like the situation, like you know, like the twisted T smack, like the dude who got domed in Ohio with a twisted T. Excuse oh, me, in a racist hole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one. Um, so my cousin sent me. 
a text message and it was like a video of the T-Smack like remixed with the uh, ants marching in or whatever by Dave Matthews band. Uh-huh. And I was like, Oh fuck, this is hysterical. I'm going to post this to my Twitter because I want my friends to see it. And then I was hanging out with my girlfriend and she's like, Hey, check your phone. And I'm like, ah, oh, cool. I got some retweets. And I put my phone down and like paid attention to whatever I was doing. And then like 30 minutes later, she's like, check your phone. And it just did not stop going off. Like, hundreds and then thousands and then now we're sitting somewhere in the millions i think at the time excuse me um uh, i mean yes yeah, crazy for a shit post right um and i think at the time we were sitting at like 150 followers maybe which was neat and a lot of that was like friends family and uh like friends of friends and i was like i just commented on it and i was like hey if you like this shit post you should follow my band and then we got like so we decided to name a release a shit post. <laughs> well, <laughs> he titled a release. The craziest part of the story is I ended up changing my Twitter handle, like my personal, to like at Fremont Pike shitpost or whatever. And some like some random commenter DMs me and they're like, hey, your tweet made it into Newsweek. And I'm like, what? Huh? So I clicked the link. Yeah, I know. So I clicked the link and it's a Newsweek article that has like an explanation of what happened. And then like the first video on there is my tweet. So I don't know how much exposure Newsweek gets, but it was enough to get us to 200. So we were sitting on these two songs, a demo and a cover, and I've been itching to release them for some time. And I mean, you know, saw an opportunity and jumped at it. Wow, that's iconic. So it's iconic. So how do you feel about the response to your 200 follower celebration special EP edition? Mm-hmm. No, I'm I'm sincerely thankful for anybody who uh, follows this pair of hot messes. Um, no, I mean, it's, it's super cool to have, like, for us to make music together and then release it. Uh, I think that's the coolest thing. Uh, obviously, our, like, our streams aren't in the double digits yet um got but like email they, on our our band account got an email that was like hey you had seven listeners last week and i'm like that's good. let's go let's, let's go. go seven more than i expected let's go yeah so i'd like to use this, like i like to use this platform to announce our seven streams ep coming out next week <laughs> I would fucking crack up if you guys like hit double digit stream numbers and then drop a, t- a double single or something for it. <laughs> Our 10 monthly listeners special. <laughs> yes, man. So yeah, that's that's the story. That's that's how that happened. Okay. All right. Um so since you said you already had these kind of like written, I just want to know your writing process in general. Tell me a little bit about that throw shit to uh, a wall and see what sticks okay <laughs> we uh, we share uh notes on like on the notes app <laughs> as we're writing lyrics or he'll call me we'll be on the phone for like an hour or two or he'll text me riffs that he records on his phone he's just like hey is this cool and i'm like that's super dope, bro. <laughs> See if it becomes anything. And then we'll kind of piece things together here and there. 
on the fly or while we record any of those songs with our buddies uh cody and miles of other local michigan band fit the bill mm-hmm. so so you guys both live in michigan right but i don't know how big michigan is so do you guys like you work together like apart or do you guys come together to write your music so actually i live in ohio right now okay unfortunately actually i don't know where, i don't know where you guys are from so i don't know if i can talk shit about ohio in here oh, yes you no. can okay all right we're good we're good i'm among good people um no yeah so i live in ohio for work right now um but i'm from michigan me and dylan went to high school together been best friends for like 10 years um so we make every opportunity we can to get together and like mostly kick it and then a lot of times when we end up hanging out like an idea that's kind of sitting in the recesses of our minds will kind of come out or like on long car drives between each other's houses we'll like talk about stuff and it just kind of morphs itself into the product that you see you know i I hate the word writing process because like I'm expecting it to be this calculated like step by step thing, and it's like I found it to be the hardest shit ever. So like people who have a serious catalog of songs, like hats off to you because I have no fucking idea what I'm doing. Aww. Listen, even the bigger bands you've interviewed, they're like, yeah, yeah, we just pretty much throw shit at a wall. Like you know, I sit down, I write a song, and if it sucks, it's, I throw <clears> the paper at the wall or some shit and start yeah. over again. Yeah, yeah. So there is no yeah. formula to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hope not. If, I, if anyone knows the formula though. Let me know. <laughs> um, so can you tell me where your headspace was while creating this EP? Um, if you can remember. You said it was written. Yeah, so well we had a song that we recorded March of last year. Wow. And yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we had a demo for that mostly. It was it just didn't get through the finalization of the producing process and then the springer just or andy rather uh, just goes in his basement and probably once a week sends me a wonder years cover (laughs) so he just had one that kind of sounded better than the rest of them and he was like hey how about we just throw on this cover with the skis demo and just throw it out there I was like, oh, okay. I mean, I wish you would have consulted me about what we were going to name it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nope, that was, that was all me. That was I didn't all hear me. about that at all until it happened. Mm-hmm. But yeah, <laughs> it's just trying to keep out, you know, a steady little bit of stream of music, something for anyone to listen to while we're still getting through a recording process and a little bit of a writing process too. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So, yeah. Uh, so what band or artist influence do you think you can hear the most just in your music? I would assume the Wonder Years is a big one. You're wearing a uh, free throw shirt. So uh, I'm going to say those two are probably big ones. Uh, yeah, recently it's been a lot of the Wonder Years, um, especially like now that I'm in my mid-20s. I really have to like. So I actually thought about this question a lot uh, when I was driving to work today. And um, like... I classify like the pop punk emo genre into like three different sects, right? And you guys know who like Finn McKenty is, like the yeah, punk rock him. MBA. Yeah, so yeah, me too. He's phenomenal. Um, How dare you? He refers to like the early. Want to talk to him so bad, man? 
Uh, he actually, he, I, I sent him the 200 followers thing uh, just as a DM, which says a one-off, and he got back to me. He was like, oh, I like it. It's, you know, every every milestone is cool. And I was like, fuck, I love you, man. Yeah. Um, so <clears throat> he talks about, like, the earlier pop punk that's, like, boy bands with breakdowns. And then, like, the, the mid-2000s, like, pop-punk renaissance, which is, like, the shouty lyrics about a girl and then whatever's happening now. Um, so, like, for me, like, really coming into the Wonder Years was, like, being in a stuck place between, like, that adolescent, like, immaturity of, like, the Blink-182s and the newfound, like, the, like the mall pop-punk um, I sound really gatekeepy, but I'm trying to be. Um, um, and then, like, just like that, like something like it, like an artist's interpretation of pop punk, which is what I find the Wonder Years to be. It's you know Dan Campbell, one of the guys in the band, writing about like you know real life, like he's writing about you know the death of his grandfather or you know hitting his mid twenties and realizing, oh my god, what am I doing with my life? Um, and that's definitely the headspace that I'm in now. I'm in a transition time, uh, going between jobs and you know jumping into more school um so that really resonates with me um but in the same respect like musically speaking i am a complete sucker for that cheesy early 2000s like american pie punk rock pop punk whatever you want to call it i love it it's simplistic it's easy for me to play it's very easy to write um so i think one of the conversations that me and dylan had early on was kind of taking a cross-section of like serious lyrical content um not to sound too artsy fartsy, but like to take like to, to, to take like like real stuff, not singing about like, no, oh, this girl was mean to me, so I had pizza with my homies. Mm-hmm. Uh like taking like, you know, like hey, like, hey, I'm fucking sad and I feel inadequate, but then putting it under a catchy pop punk riff, which I'm sure, you know, every other pop punk band in the world has tried to accomplish. But this is at least for me, our stab at doing this. And then uh I mean I have a lot of influences. I grew up listening to a lot of like 80s and 90s country i know it's super lame um but you get I, to I hear that hear a lot of quite that. a few of you get to hear that in quite a few of the guitar yeah. parts that he writes you get to hear that and go oh that doesn't sound like you know something that i would hear on a spotify playlist mm-hmm. that little bit of guitar part almost sounds like a little classic rocky i would mm-hmm. say yeah from, yeah you know time to time from what we have so far at least yeah so that, that's kind of what i'm doing i don't know dylan dylan's actually been my like my he's been like my gateway drug to a lot of really good music mm-hmm. um so he he i would say as far as like specific artist music influence he's the man to ask but like structurally you know i just kind of talked that into a rabbit hole but yeah dylan's dylan's the man for specific artists go yeah that's so, that's your cue that's your cue, that's a cue. Uh, i really don't try to go artist based because i li- just listen to a lot i've been listening to almost solely bedroom pop for the last week okay okay so i just like to i hear like different ways that like a pre-chorus is structured or a hook or a really cool like outro to a song and i'm like instead of saying hey i like the way that this band sounds let's emulate that i'm like how about you know this lyrical topic or you know what if we wrote 
you know, this part of a song this way. Okay. Like he does a lot of the instrumentation because he knows like five different instruments. <laughs> oh my God. So you just take his knowledge and I just, I try to more so play a, uh, almost like a director's role mm-hmm. perhaps. Okay. I was okay. like, here's more of like a direction we should go in. I think this would be cool. And he's just, let me grab a guitar and see what happens. And then it happens. <laughs> yeah, I think, it's, I think it's worth noting that like 99% of our lyrics in some way, shape, or form stem from Dylan's personal journals or notes. Um, like, oh, hot. Like, like, I'll hit him up like at least once a week and be like, yo, what's in your journal? Like, hit me up, like spill your guts to me. And then I'll like just go do some stuff on a guitar and send it to him. And he'll be like, Man, I love the Wonder Years, but come on, dude. <laughs> oh God. That happened one time. Listen. It sounded like a B-side. Listen, oh. the Wonder Years are good, It, it man. really, it really did. It really did. Um, um, yeah. They're great. Solid. Oh. Um, I love them. Me too. Uh, so this one's really like super, super fast. Off the top of your head, I want you to describe your music for new listeners in three words. Both of you have to do it. Yeah. Um, Dylan, you can take this one from of course. the first go. Um, really, really fast. No pressure. Ooh, just okay, get it out. Um, first three words. White boy garbage. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, you took mine. Um... <laughs> Pretentious, um, whiny bangers. Pretentious, whiny bangers. Okay. Okay. I Don't. think. I think. I can get down with that. I can get down with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so our next T-shirt design. <laughs> <laughs> um. So on that same train of thought, uh, is there a certain feeling yeah. you want your listeners to have while listening through your discography? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want everyone to hear one of our songs and just go. Okay. Like like mostly like like mostly like mostly finish the song is what I'm is I'm getting to. Um sorry. I'm uh no, I mean so every if every you yeah. write something and you want people to obviously feel it and relate to it. Yeah. But at the same time, uh based upon what but I think half of the music that we've written and the like three songs that Springer wrote and Andy wrote in like a three week span mm-hmm. were after a, a b- very bad falling out of a relationship. So you almost hope that people don't relate to the music that you're writing. Yeah. So yeah. it's almost, yeah. it's almost just being able to put something on and feel that sort of, pain that somebody's trying to convey and be able to enjoy it mm-hmm. without feeling sorry for him <laughs> yeah no I, I think it's i think it's i think it's really cool when a lot of so a lot of the songs that we've written specifically those like three like i was going through some shit with like some family um obviously the breakup happened that was a super toxic thing to get out of and then some other third thing happened that we wrote about um so what i really like is like like ambiguity in a lot of songs where like 
it elicits a, an, an initial response like, oh, this is in a minor key, so it's sad, or this is in a major key and it's super fast, so it's happy. Um, but I, I really like someone else's interpretation of like a poem or a book or an art. Like, so like, do I want anyone to feel a certain response? I would say no. But if like someone hit us up and was like, yo, I listened to everyone I know who skis is dead. And it really made me think about my third grade teacher who was a fucking asshole to me. Like, that's cool. I want that to happen. Like, I want you to see like, <clears throat> like yourself for the record. It was the thingy. <laughs> No, it's totally not going to, but if I can accomplish that, I'm super cool with that. Okay. That's really cool. I like that. <laughs> I like Thank you. That. Thank you. Um, so where do you guys see the band in the next five years, and are you working on any new projects? Uh, we are currently writing a, you know, mostly written, now trying to get through the, you know, recording and production process for a full length. Mm-hmm. I think we're sitting at about eight or nine right now. Solid. Yeah. So uh, five years. Uh, I, I think that maybe we should just try and more so take a step at a time, especially since how you know young we are as a band, or you know career wise, what a future does hold. Mm-hmm. It realistically would I like to keep doing this 100% but if we just put out a record and play a couple of shows on it and just wipe our hands like I'm cool with that too it's just an awesome experience to be able to hang out with him and hang out with our other friends and just write music and bullshit okay. yeah honestly that's exactly where I'm sitting at no it, like, like we uh, I, I was up in in Michigan for work and I was staying at this hotel, so we actually wrote a song. He came over and like we had some drinks and like wrote a song together all in one night. And we actually talked about like the trajectory of Fremont Pike and like where we see this going. At this point, like we hadn't even had half the album written, uh, nothing aside from like demos recorded. And I think I think we both decided that like it, it's just cool to have our names on something mm-hmm. that we did. So like when we're fucking fifty and old and gross we can look back on, you know, our full length and be like, damn, that was cool. And like, if it leads to something cool, if it doesn't, then, you know, we still did it, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that too. Right. It's good. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. Of course, yeah. So for the last couple questions, shift away from music and go straight to death row. Boom. So if you're on death row, what would your last meal be with a drink? Boom again. <sighs> Okay, so there is a Mexican restaurant in Mount Clemens. Uh, it's a city, probably 20-minute drive from where I live right now in Michigan. And they have a, just a killer burrito that has just a glop of melted cheese on it. Oh. <laughs> it's delicious. I just grew up mm-hmm. going there all the time, and I love it. And for a drink, I'm honestly gonna go out off of a 20 ounce sugar free Red Bull. Okay. <laughs> <All right. laughs> for Perfectly sure. on brand. Um, yeah. So there's this place called Basili's Pizza in Houghton Lake, Michigan. Um, hands down, the best pizza you've ever had in your life. Uh, if you haven't been there, go. 
like now, like stop talking to me and go. Uh, they have the best supreme pizza. Like you don't, you don't need meat. You don't need any of the accoutrements. You just need like whatever veggies they decide to throw on there. Um, and I'm like by no, I'm by no means a vegetarian, but that is like hands down my favorite thing in the world is Baselli's Pizza from Houghton Lake. Um, and then uh, I would probably go with a uh, power flavored rip it. That's my favorite drink of all time. Um, I'm. <clears throat> For those of you who don't know, Rip It is a 99 cent energy drink. Okay. Uh, it is significantly better in value and quality than any of your Monsters, Red Bulls, Full Throttles, or Nosses. You can imagine. Put your foot. Put your. F- it, it, so in Michigan, it's a dollar nine, but in Ohio, the only good part of being in Ohio is they're 99 cents. So okay. I'm just saying, uh, wor- world internet uh, drink Rip It. Sponsored. All right. <laughs> He's working on it. I wish I'm working on it. That'd be cool. They won't res- they won't return my DMs. Oh, email them. <laughs> I actually hit I actually made comments on my Facebook profile picture today because it's a picture of me and Dylan drinking rippets. Oh so God. I was like, are you fucking ducking me? Like what about to hit him with a 3 a.m. you up text? Literally, do it, do it. <laughs> you up. <laughs> um, so if you could live in one fictional world for a week. Where would you go? Harry Potter. I love Harry Potter. I have a Harry Potter tattoo. I took the Pottermore thingy a million times. I'm Gryffindor. Mm-hmm. Gryffindor. Okay. Do you have more to your question? Do you have? I was gonna say, do you have more to your question? Did I cut you off? Because I got really excited. Oh no, I was just gonna ask what house oh. you are because you already answered <laughs> okay. it. Oh yeah, yeah. I got you. I got you. Uh, yeah, dude. I am a fucking Harry Potter nerd, so that's easy answer. It's a great, like, I was about to say, it's a great show. Jesus Christ. It's a great movie series, and it's a great book series. It's great. I love it. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I've been watching, like, all of the DC shows that are on CW. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go with the CW DC universe superheroes are cool as fuck and i just think that seeing that in real life that'd be dope that'd be pretty cool yeah would you be a superhero or just like an innocent bystander exactly uh i honestly i feel like i could just be on like a crew Mm -hmm. run some comms you know what i mean of course yeah yeah. (laughs) Uh, just stowed away in the bunker Oh my god! I always, yeah. I, I always pictured you as like guy number one. You have guy number one vibes. Guy number one vibes, <laughs> iconic. Andy, you can eat shit. <laughs> Call me an I love you. Oh my god! I love you. So fucking goofball. I have the honor of asking the last question, and every single person you've spoken to have said it's the most important question. What's your favorite color? Red, cherry red. Ooh, Solid. taste good. I'm going to sound really basic and say blue. Um, yeah, n- no specific blue. I just, I'm really drawn to any shade of blue. That's just like, this is going to sound lame, but my vape is blue. These folders next to me are blue. These needles for my college class are blue. Like even the fucking heading for this lab sheet is blue. So like I'm surrounded by it. Mm-hmm. All right. Solid. Uh, so as I said, that's all the questions you have to say. Is there anything that you would like to plug? Uh, well, let's see. We already got the Rippet sponsorship out of the way. Made an ass of myself. Um, listen to our music. Follow us on Twitter. Um, and 
I, I don't know, say nice things. This was fun. The last podcast we did turned into a complete shit show, so I'm glad this one was really succinct. It was, it was fun, though. Uh, it was a lot of just fun. keep a lookout, I'd say, for some music that we're releasing because uh, we have only actual two completely done songs that we put on a split with our buddies and fit the bill uh, last year. So we have more coming. We have one of those songs being redone because they had some new uh, recording software and all that, trying to get a better sound. And I truly do believe that we're writing and creating good music, especially at an early stage like we are. So I'm just, I'm stoked on it and excited to see what everybody thinks as long as, you know, we can get above that, seven listener a week <laughs> a little bar that we have set right now i just like to be able to reach some more people yeah oh, yeah all right well i'm glad this one didn't devolve into chaos because typically mm-hmm. our 10 p.m ones just <laughs> absolutely go to shit uh, so thank you for sending out this guys has been fremont pike and we're the good noise podcast <laughs>